0: Please welcome to our morning show studios this morning the representative Esther Agbengi. She is from District Fifty Nine B. She is an assistant majority leader, and she joins us. I'm. J- are you? How excited are you about uh, the passing uh, just this week of the Reproductive Defense Act? Good morning.
1: Hi. Good morning, buddy. Yes, thank you. That is, we passed that on Monday evening off the House floor, and it is kind of number two in the package for reproductive freedom that we're doing in Minnesota, and so I'm really glad that we're able to now have, or well, we will have, once it passes the Senate, um, protections for doctors and patients who are either providing uh, reproductive health care in Minnesota or seeking reproductive health care. We know that the landscape has changed tremendously since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and You know, it really does affect even pregnant people in our community because it can make it really difficult to know if you can get the health care that you need. And it's good that we're working to make sure Minnesota continues to be a safe place where you can do that um, and where doctors feel safe being able to provide the type of care that their patients deserve of them.
0: I'm understanding that this could be a bellwether for other legislators around the country who are taking note of the work that you're doing right here at the Minnesota Legislature.
1: Yes, uh, I think we are We are sort of following with other states who are putting in
0: these protections for their residents, and I know other states will follow after us as well. All right. We're talking with Representative Esther Akbaiji, and we're talking also about housing. Tell us about the movement. Of, I know there are several bills in, in the House right now. Tell us about the ones that you're principally interested in.
1: Well, I'm really looking forward to this movement of our tenants' rights package, that's what we're calling it. So, um, you know, Minneapolis is a city that is more than half renters. And so what happens, especially for those who are low income, there can be a power dynamic differential between the renter and the landlord. And so what we're trying to do is making sure that we have a much more even you know, level playing field that people can start to kind of get some of their power back in that space. And so what we're doing is we're basically codifying a lot of best practices that landlords are already doing while also ensuring that people can have that time that they need if they just need to find uh, some more emergency rental assistance funding or if they need some time to find an attorney. So some of the provisions that we have in there are like a 14-day notice, so before the court case can even start, both parties are aware they have 14 days to either resolve the issue or get the resources they need to do so. Um, and another provision that we have in there that we're really excited about, it's been around for years, but making sure that we finally are expunging eviction records for folks mm-hmm. who, you know, the eviction was a couple of years ago, or maybe they actually... Uh, one the case against the landlord so to make sure that that falls off their record because unfortunately what happens in minnesota is that as soon as the landlord files against you case hasn't even started all it is is the allegation stage you immediately have something on your record that people can look up and then they'll say oh you have an eviction i'm not going to rent to you and we know that that's just not right and so we want to change
0: that not having this kind of law in place, is that does that lead directly to people uh, uh, being homeless in our society? Yes, there is
1: definitely a link between that. Because if you have evictions on your record, especially those that should have fallen off a lot earlier, what happens is you're less and less eligible for uh, more dignified housing. And so we get a lot of Ooh. people who kind of end up in housing that is really subpar with landlords who we know aren't doing what they're supposed to do um, sometimes in unhealthy and unsafe environments and so by having this in place I think we can get more people kind of back on their feet especially after COVID when we know a lot of people lost their jobs at a variety of income levels and may have fallen behind on their rent may have been evicted but now they may be getting back on their feet and are going to have a hard time looking for housing.
0: Finally, how can your constituents and people who care about housing and also reproductive rights uh, get in contact with you to make their voices heard and support the movement throughout the legislature?
1: Yes, definitely. Well, I, you know, you can see what I'm doing on all my social media <laughs> platforms. Uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, mostly. And, you know, those handles are at go for the number four. But then also sign up for my newsletter if you go to the of Representatives website. I'm the second member listed click on that there's a link to, to sign up for the newsletter so you'll get uh, updates about every two weeks about what we're doing and then I encourage people to well, to uh, email my, my office call my office um, and then hopefully we'll be hosting a couple more town halls in the, in the next couple of weeks here as we let people know about the budget season that's coming up
0: so. all right so that's r-e-p esther e-s-t-h-e-r dot a-g-b-a-j-e at house dot mn dot if you missed it i've got it right here thanks so much for being with us <laughs> thank you so much Freddie. it's always good to talk to you save here be well